On today's Locked On Texan podcast, the quote heard around the city of Houston, Rex Burkhead will continue in his role. We hear from Lovey Smith discussing that and Blake Cashman officially and unofficial, the starting linebacker on the latest Houston Texans depth chart. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome everybody to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com backslash Locked on NFL. I'm John Hickman, joined by a different Cody Davis. Cody isn't necessarily home home, but as you can see, no, hell no. he's back in Louisiana <laughs> covering the Houston Rockets at training camp, the start of training camp uh, in uh, BR, right? Or is it Lake Charles? Um, Lake Charles, by the way. That's why yeah, I say, Lake look, Charles. I'm back in the boot, but this ain't Nola. This ain't Nola, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Cody will be. Uh, continuously all of his great work over at Sports Illustrated Rockets. So make sure you guys who checking out the channel, checking out the podcast, uh, go over there and read some of the great work that he does covering the Houston Rockets. Going on year three for the Rockets. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. So, year three. And right now we're going on year two of the Rex Burkhead experiment, year one of Lovey Smith as head coach experiment. And he had an opportunity to address Rex Burkhead in his role in uh, Levy Smith was asked, are you looking to bring in new running backs to the roster for different rotations? And he responded, no, we like our running backs that we have. Mentioned that Damian Pierce has to do better, holding on to the football better, of course. And I think that is play the excuse me, I think that plays a large part as to why we didn't see him after that last fumble on Sunday, which he's a rookie. That normally happens in the NFL. Uh, but then he got down to Rex Burkhead, and with that, he said, Rex Burkhead in his role will continue. I've seen signs of improvement each week. It's not where it needs to be a lot of time with the running game, too. You've got to have some explosive in there, some explosive runs, and then it looks a whole lot better. That's what they are able to do. They were able to do yesterday. Eventually, we'll get to that in he was mentioning, referring to the Chicago Bears running game that was able to have multiple big runs on the ground. But Rex Burkhead role will continue as the backup running back for the Houston Texans. To this point, we have not seen Dare, Dare, excuse me, Ogabu Wale take a carry, whether it may be running or catching. And I think that is of concern because if you're looking for explosiveness, it's not coming from Rex Burkhead. But, Cody, your thoughts on Rex Burkhead continuing, continuing his role as a backup running back for the Houston Texans. I don't want to put too much speculations on this, John, listeners and viewers, but um, when I was sitting there listening to Lovey Smith talk about um, his commitment to Rex Burkhead, I couldn't help but think, in a way, with all due respect, is this David Cully 2.0? And what I mean, when, what I mean by that is we all know that Nick Casario had his hand on this organization. A lot of the players that we saw – go out there on the field every single Sunday last year was all due to, well, not all due, but majority of it was due to Nick Casario as for that's the players he wanted to put out there on the field. And when Cully departed, Lovey Smith got in. One of the things that I was extremely happy about 
I looked at this from a standpoint of, you know, because the Houston Texans finally have a real um, football-minded head coach, and once again, no disrespect to David Culley, but, you know, I mean, he was limited. We, we all know what that whole entire experiment with David Culley was. However, with Lovey Smith, I said to myself, you know, this is going to be a head coach who is going to have an opportunity to make the enhancements, make the adjustments throughout the season in hopes of putting the best product out there on the field. Now we're sitting here going into week four of the regular season. You have Rex Burkhead, who has only rushed for 49 yards on 17 carries, and that's your number two running back. You had an opportunity to bring in Marlon Mack. Now, look, we understand it. I was told by a source that part of the reason why Marlon Mack isn't here, part of it is due to his um, own doing because he came to the Houston Texans um, with the idea of starting. But at the same time, once Damian Pierce took over, he was open to, quote, unquote, being a, you know, backup running back, you know, having that split backfield um, type of rotation where you have your starter, but at the same time, your secondary primary running back gets a lot of snaps as well. As well. But by the time the 53-man roster comes out, he is no longer a part of this organization. And you just mentioned a guy that I was very fond of coming into the season because they could use him not only in a rushing tag, but also as a pass catcher. And that is Daray. So when I take a look at all of this, and I also take a look at the fact that Rex Burkhead is not the most talented and he is no longer the best running back on this roster. John, as we sit here on September 28th, but September 27th, as a matter of fact, at 6.52 in the afternoon, what other why else could we why else could there be any other explanation for as to why Rex Burkhead is still on this roster? And I get it. Rex Burkhead is a culture guy. This is a guy that has, has a really good relationship with Nick Casario. And look, during this time with the New England Patriots, and John, you could attest to it more than I can. He was a very productive running back. However, he's up there in age. He's not. He, he's no longer that player that he was in New England. And by, and by the way, when I say productive running back, I'm not talking about like one of the top running backs. But the production he gave as a member of the New England Patriots was 10 times better than what we have been seeing here over the first year and a half with him being a member of the Houston Texans. But, John, this doesn't sound like Lovey Smith. I could be wrong, but this doesn't sound like Lovey Smith's doing. This just seemed like we are going into the second year of Nick Casario having too much say-so with players on this roster. And not only that, this is also the second year in a row where we see Nick Casario, a, a, a pretty good um, guy in terms of his scouting, in terms of his ability to, to scout talent. But for the second year in a row, we're looking at Nick Asirio and saying, you are putting your loyalty over talent and a production that can help this organization move forward. And one thing that is a huge question mark for me with Nick Asirio, it isn't the draft. You know, I think year one, he drafted fairly well considering fairly well. where he had to start the draft. At. <laughs> and then year two, you know, he has the picks. He's able to go out there and make players and draft players like Stingley, Kenyon Green in the first round. Petrie in the second round. Like he's able to bring in some players that we assume if they're not already like Jalen Petrie, <clears throat> then they will be staples for this franchise moving forward. It's been free agency and it's it has been bringing in quality players outside of your franchise. And that's been an issue for Nick Casario. Mind you, it's only year, I mean, game three of 17, take on the charges for game four coming up on Sunday. But 
again, I, I, we, I, go, I go back to this conversation we've had several times, and that is we do have to point the finger at Nick Casario for this because you are the one that decided to keep him on the roster. I don't think that this was a Levy Smith <clears throat> decision. You gave Rex Burkhead the contract extension last year, and then you decided to bring him back this year. Now, you could have moved on from him. Right, if he doesn't do anything for your team that is consistently good, you can move on from him because you did that with Anthony Miller last year. Um, and Anthony Miller scored a touchdown after he before he was cut, right? And so, if, if this if he does not serve any justice to make your team better, why is he here? And I do think that in some ways, Lovey Smith is kind of handcuffed to this player right now. Now, what does Rex Burkhead do well? I still believe that in terms of picking up blocks as a pass blocker, as a running back, he still does that fairly well. Um, I, I believe that when he is targeted, could it be forced? Yeah, but he is a safety blanket. However, you are taking away the opportunities for two guys. Number one, you're starting running back to become that safety blanket for your quarterback and we saw that like I think Sunday was the best game of course from Damian Pierce in his young career but not necessarily because of the things that he was able to do on the ground well he also had a fairly good day for his targets in terms of being a pass catcher when I look at Damian Pierce uh two catches for 21 yards and both of those catches I believe went for first down like those are some of the good things you need to get your young rookie quarter I mean running back accustomed to and if you want explosiveness like Lovey Smith said, then okay, well, Darray is right there. He's a whole lot more explosive than Rex yeah, Burkhead. Yeah. And so this is just one of those situations where you can look at Lovey, you can look at Nick Casario, you may even look at Pep Hamilton and ask yourself, well, are you scheming up plays design that you believe would be better for Rex Burkhead to run over the other backs? That may may be a, a question that we can ask as well. However, Moving forward, I think this probably should be the last time we even mentioned Rex Burkhead being moved on from and not getting the snaps anymore because he's going to be here in his role as confirmed. And I do want to mention that against the Broncos, Rex Burkhead didn't have a carry. And that I think that was signs of positive uh, right there for the running back group in, in Lovey Smith offense led by Pep Hamilton. Cody, um, I know you were on the road this morning, but did you feel that breeze? It felt, oh, like it felt so good. It felt like I walked out of my apartment. I walked out of my apartment about 6.30. And when I felt that breeze, I said, man, it's the best time of the year. I'm about to put my Christmas tree up. Tell you that right it's now. too early for that. Can we at least get through Halloween first? No, brother, I'm black. In my mind. But... <laughs> As we all gear up for the fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business. If you have a small business, fire on all cylinders. And LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 800 million people. Then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions, 
Make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small business rate LinkedIn jobs, the number one, number one, excuse me, in delivering quality hires versus the leading candidates. So pretty easy. LinkedIn jobs help you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. And did you know every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn, your odds of finding the perfect candidate for yours. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Locked on Texan podcast on this Wednesday. Blake Cashman has been listed as the Texan starting linebacker on an official depth chart. Kevin Pierre-Lewis has been out with injury. There is still no sign of Christian Harris playing football anytime soon. Gary Wallow got his first action on Sunday after being out the first two games due to injury and trying to catch up to speed. And Jalen Maven Rees has also had an opportunity to play for the Houston Texans. Some important snap counts on Sunday. Blake Cashman played in 24% of the snaps. Gary Wallow. Wallow, excuse me, played in 22% of the snaps. Jalen Reeves-Maven, I messed his name up, but he appeared in 13% of the snaps on Sunday uh, with Christian Kersey and Kamu Grugier-Hill receiving 187, respectively. Is this the right move for the Houston Texans going with Blake Cashman over the highly anticipated linebacker from last season, Gary Wallow or Jalen Reeves-Maven? Who has had some good moments for the Houston Texans? I'm I'm gonna go go ahead and go first, Cody, if you don't mind, and say absolutely. Neither one of those two players, especially Wallow, who hadn't had an opportunity to play in the preseason, but nobody has popped off the screen, at least going back to when we had an opportunity to see him consistently, like Blake Cashman, um, at the linebacker group. I think Cashman was a, a good offseason signing. I'm not gonna rave about it and throw a party. I still stand that Steven Nelson is the best offseason signing so far. Jerry Hughes had a lot to say, by the way, because he is balling with four <laughs> sacks. He is at the top of the league in NFL for sacks so far with four. But Cashman is a player that I believe helps you out in areas you absolutely need help in, right? Like we, Levy Smith was asked how do you feel about the linebacker play? And he, I think he kept it as simple as Levy Smith possibly could and said it hasn't been good. This is after we can go back to yesterday's podcast. We talked about change, 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 change. This is a good change. Asserting, inserting uh, Cashman as the starting linebacker simply because he allows you to get some different things as a linebacker in terms of coverage. Immediately, I can see him being the best covering linebacker for the Houston Texans as starters right now. Um, cannot wait to see Gary Wallow absolutely get some you know, increased playing time, the anticipation behind Christian Harris is at an all-time high. But as of right now, we're talking about immediate fixes. If there's a leak in this old building and you need Mm -hmm. to plug that, I think that Blake Cashman, at the very least, is a good starting point. I'm going to go on the limb and say it's too early to say that right now. And I do believe that Sunday's game against the Los Angeles Chargers, even though they're going to be playing against uh, banged up Justin Herbert. But um, I think Sunday's game against the Los Angeles Chargers is really going to tell who's going to take the ham as the Texans best linebacker in that aspect. Because first and foremost, John, I understand that 
I understand that Garrett Wallow only played in 22% of the snaps. However, what you have to keep in mind is that this was his very first game back from that mm-hmm. um, highly sprained ankle that he had. And not only that, with him being hurt and being out all throughout preseason, I believe he only played, um, only had an opportunity to practice during the first, maybe second week of training camp. Um you know, he's now in the slow ramp up period that Lovey Smith and the Houston Texans like to put their guys in if you miss a significant amount of time. Um, I understand. I know, I know you like Blake. I'm not sold on him as of yet. However, like I mentioned, I do believe Sunday's game is going to tell all who's going to take to him as the Houston Texans linebacker from that aspect. Because, look, at the end of the day, both of those guys is just an opportunity as to why they should stick around beyond this season because you know you have the 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 highly anticipated debut of Christian Harris and at some point he will come back to this team and play for the organization before the 2022 campaign comes to an end however John listeners and viewers I think I said this last week and I'm going to say it again um do not expect Christian Harris to come in and, and make a big impact with the Houston Texans as a rookie because Lovey Smith said it. Um, not only is he recovering from, I believe he has a hamstring injury, but he's also trying to get accustomed to the playbook. So whenever he gets healthy, then he's going to have to go through the next, the, the next, um, the next phase as to getting accustomed to the playbook. And that's going to take on a whole new type of meaning on whether or not we see Christian Harris play significant minutes um, for the Houston Texans for this upcoming season. But right now, I I think Sunday is going to be the tell-off. But when I go back and I take a look at Garrett Wallow, this is a young man. His best attribute on the field is his ability to be um, a linebacker who plays covers very well. And he has an opportunity to do so on Sunday. Well, you know, I think when we look at the, the battle between Wallow and Cashman, uh, I think two things we need to look at. Number one, Cashman just has more experience than Wallow. That's number one. Uh, and I think they both cover well. I think Wallow may have an edge over him due to his DB, former DB, DB skills, excuse me. But I think experience right now is what has Cashman over Wallow and Playing time, like experience with the team in the preseason alone, Blake Cashman had 20 tackles and two tackles for losses with a pass deflection. Right, I think he was very effective in the preseason. I also believe he had an interception as well. I can't remember, but I think he did have an interception. Nonetheless, he's been available to a certain extent for the Texans, and they have film on what they believe he can possibly do for this team this year. Wallow doesn't have that right now, so we're going to continue to see Wallow in spurts and. Maybe will his snap count increase from 22 to 28 to 30? Maybe the, those two players between Cashman and Wallow will become interchangeable until Houston feels like they may have a fix at that spot. Um, but as of right now, right move, in my opinion, bringing on starting Blake Cashman. He is the starting linebacker on the unofficial depth chart. So Sunday we'll see. However, more than likely, he'll be out on the field alongside Kamu and Christian Kirk. Thanks for making Locked On Texans your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back into this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. And, John, I kind of wanted to have a little bit of fun because on Sunday, I couldn't help but wonder – 
Would the Texans be in a better situation if they had Justin Fields? Would he be in a better situation if he was a, a member of the Houston Texans? And not only that, um, would Davis Mills be a more a, a better quarterback if he was playing for the Chicago Bears? And and, and this only came to my mind, John. I, you know, you talk Nobody about it here a lot on this show. Play for Chicago, <laughs> right but, now. But, I, I only say this because, John, over the last couple of days, matter of fact, over the past week or two, um, a lot of people ha has agreed with you about your take on the Houston Texans not having a player who can go out there and be a playmaker. And when I take a look at Justin Fields and I go back to his time in college, I, at least as of right now, consider him as a quarterback who can actually go out there and make plays with his legs and – I think that would actually help the Houston Texans in their struggles on, on the on the offensive side of the ball. Cause as of right now, going into week three, this is a team that has only averaged like 16 and a half points in a total of 303 yards through the first three games of the season. And they have been terrible on third down conversion. As a matter of fact, they have only converted 25% of their third downs. <laughs> uh, through the first three games, and that is a league worst as of right now. So, you know, I, I couldn't help but think, man, if, if they had Justin Fields and not Davis Mills, you know, would the offense be better or at least a little bit more productive because you will have that quarterback who can make plays with their legs, the playmaker, as you like to call it, then for Davis Mills, you know, he would be in the best situation because he would have a damn good rushing attack, and that is part of the reason why the Houston Texans keep throwing guys like Rich Burkhead out there because they're trying to get the best rushing attack as possible. And we all seen it. Davis Mills is at his best when the rushing attack is on, i.e. last year against the Los Angeles Chargers when Rich Burkhead came out of nowhere and recorded a buck 50. That's crazy. Even <laughs> on Sunday, the drive that Damian Pierce scored on, that was a hell of a drive, I think, by, by Davis Mills. See what I mean? Um, <laughs> the drive where the force INT, that was also a good drive by Davis Mills. And the running was also fairly good on that one as well. Mm -hmm. I think if you swap roles, like I said, nobody's going to do good under Chicago's. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> At the end. But... Right now. But, you know, maybe. Uh, maybe a fun topic. Both of those players, quarterbacks, was drafted last year. One was a first rounder. One was a third rounder. Both of those players. As we mentioned on the crossover show last week with my man Lauren Cox, they're in mirror situations. Like, you look at – I think the Texans have a better wide receiver core. The, the the Bears have a better running back group. But, you know, questionable offensive line play, and you know, questionable mm -hmm. play call and all that type of stuff you got to take into account. But I think Justin Fields would be, would, would be a much better Houston Texan uh, than Davis Mills. I think that what Fields gives them is exactly what you said. He got them legs, and at the very least, he can use those legs. I mean, there were times on Sunday where he was killing the Texans' defense because he just was able to get away, escape the pocket, and make a play with his legs. So, I think yeah, his biggest I, I rush was 25 yards, if I'm not mistaken, which is the highest, if not the second highest, of his career so far. Yeah, so you look at that, being able to extend drives – extend plays, which is a huge question mark over the head of Davis Mills. Like he hasn't been able to do that. And the one time where there was a, a damn good attempt was called back for holding. And so that is an element for Justin Fields that I think 
immediately can boost his offense than what Davis Mills has provided right now. Now, in terms of passing, that's where it gets tricky. Um, my opinions on that for the Chicago Bears is is I, I think they didn't do nothing to put talent around them. Yeah. Um, and and, and I'll, I'll keep it as PG as possible. So that's <laughs> that. But I, I could see a, a world where the Houston Texans may be three and zero because Justin Field <laughs> is their starting quarterback for the 2022 season. Yeah, and 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 look, it's almost like you'll gain something, but you'll lose. Of course, in this situation, the Texans will definitely lose the most accurate quarterback. Uh, but you never know. Maybe if Justin Fields was playing with a better wide receiving core and a better offensive line, well, at least a decent one, like what the Texans got, maybe he'll be more productive. Who knows? Say, it was just it was just a fun idea that I had in my head. And I was just like, hmm. Yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you this. you got to ask people, would they really care about the stats that Justin Fields has given if this team was 3-0? If they're 3-0 right now, they are at the you know top of the division. The Texans haven't been top of the division since their week one win over the uh, <laughs> of the Jaguars last year. Last so year. You, 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 that's a good question. Like, If you're 3-0 but Justin Fields is your quarterback, would you rather have 3-0 and be undefeated? Only two undefeated teams in the league right now, both of them boys with the Mama, Eagles and them, and them Dolphins, or would you rather be 0-2-1 with Davis Mills? Same predicament. I guarantee you, majority of those guys are going to say, I'd rather be 3-0 with Justin Fields. Texans could be one of three undefeated teams, though. Play for a tie in one game. Can't convert on downs in the next game. And just completely losing in game three. Yeah, I think those odds would be much higher if Justin Fields was was your quarterback. Well, not the odds, but guys would take three and zero over what they are right now. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast. Be sure to do a couple of things. Number one, subscribe on YouTube. Number two, like and share. Comment number three and number four. Follow me on Twitter at John underscore Hickman twelve. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.